0: Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast this week. Hope you're doing well. We're back in person every week. So that means I get to make a podcast version of the Sunday sermon, which I'm excited about. So the Lord has put on my heart to teach on some. Difficult topics over the next coming weeks, which are partly excited, partly terrified. And it'll be a lot of work, but it'll be worth it, I'm believing. And in fact, we're going to start a new series today that I'm calling Elephants in the Room. Uh, In 1814, a poet and fabulist named Ivan Krylov wrote a fable called The Inquisitive Man which tells the story of a man who goes into a museum and notices all sorts of tiny things, but fails to notice an elephant, which is where we get the phrase, the elephant in the room. And it's kind of become proverbial uh, since then. And so it's referring to topics and problems and people that are so obvious, uh, yet no one wants to address it. And there are a number of hot topics that we don't talk about a lot in church. Uh, things like suffering, end time, sin, Miracles, spiritual gifts, uh, and much more. And if you have any hot topics, you're you're welcome to text me. Let me know if there's something that you'd love us to address in this series. But the truth is, as Christians, we have a lens by which we view the world, and that's called God's Word. And in His Word, in the Bible, we we have a lens of reason and purpose. and And it can take a bit of work to dig deep and study and 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 find. Uh, some of the answers we're looking for, but there is hope in God's Word. There is hope in Him. So we're going to be diving into some big topics. We're going to be addressing some elephants in the room with God's Word. And it's funny how, how many of us could be in church for years and years and years and never hear about any of these topics sometimes. And why is that? Well, it's because it's difficult and it's not popular and there are varying conclusions to all of these type of things, and can be very divisive. And uh, and the big reason is that we prefer feel good sermons. We prefer the pastor to get up and you know pump us up and make us feel like, yeah, this is gonna, you know, I'm gonna go have an awesome week. Uh, but I genuinely believe we can find hope in the midst of difficult topics, uh, in real life stuff, right? So before we get there, I wanted to take this week and set up some ground rules. We need to set some rules of engagement here, and I'm calling this uh, Five Rules for Wrestling an Elephant. All right, so you can picture that with me. And Because what we don't want to do here is open up a can of worms and cause disunity and distraction. Complex topics don't always have simple answers, okay? In fact, uh, I would say that these ground rules that I lay out today were just some thoughts that I've written down as I've been preparing for this series Um, That they could help in many areas of our faith, uh, not just in this series, but you know, there is wiggle room in many areas of biblical belief. Like, there's kind of the way I see it is like you have closed hand things and open hand things. Closed hand things are non negotiable, like, for example, Jesus' identity, uh, the resurrection, um, that we're saved by faith. Alone, that's something that I believe is a closed hand thing. it's non-negotiable that, that that the Bible is our authority, that it's God's Word. But then beyond that, there's open hand things. There's various views on the end times, various views on the process of salvation, various views on the role of spiritual gifts today and um, and some things that you know could be open for discussion, but not at the cost of the closed hand things. Not at the compromise of what is most important. So, five rules for wrestling an elephant. Before we get into this series next week, rule number one is: Let's always point to Jesus. Let's always point to Jesus. Whatever topic we embark on, we need to find Jesus in that because it's all about Him. I, I love what the Apostle Paul says in Colossians chapter two, verse one to four. He says, "I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church in Laodicea and for many." other believers who have never met me personally. Verse 2, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. Verse 3, in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. In him, that's Jesus. Uh, We seek to find hope and truth in Him, and, and all that He provides. Like if you've been doing Alpha at all in our church uh, uh, the last number of weeks, there's a lot of talk about Jesus in there because He is the filter by which we experience God-designed life. And Paul is saying, "Hey, it's all. It all starts with Jesus. It all starts with Him." And I love the Book of Colossians, by the way. Uh, for those who who might not know a little bit about it, it's written by the Apostle Paul around A.D. fifty to sixty uh, to a church. In Colossae, and it's a city in Asia Minor, and it was actually a trading city at a kind of crossroads of a main travel route, and it was known for for making uh, fine garments and predominantly a greek population which meant they had issues with things like greek philosophy like things like gnosticism like material things are bad spirit is good spiritual things are good there's like a higher spiritual existence which makes the person of jesus very hard for them to under uh, for them to grasp and understand because jesus is fully man and fully god fully material and fully divine right and so from what we we read christians in colossae had had been allowing elements of their culture and paganism and secular philosophy to combine with the truth that they were taught about Christ. Sounds a bit like us modern Christians, doesn't it? So Paul's addressing this, and this is what we call syncretism, which is where we combine ideas from other philosophies and other religions with the Christian truth, and that's not a good thing. And Paul is writing to them from a prison in Rome, and he starts to bring this emphasis That hey, it's about Jesus. He says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In fact, in Colossians chapter 1, he starts off like this He says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him so rule number 1 is that it's all about Jesus you know my motive is pretty clear in this series i want you to know that Jesus is in everything he's in your time of triumph and he's in your time of sorrow uh, and and he's in your struggles he's there he's there we got to remember that also i think it's important when we study these topics that affect us uh, emotionally and experientially because we can begin to question the character of God, like, oh, if God loves me, why does this happen or that happen? Well, that makes it even more so important to point to Jesus, because in Jesus, we see a clear example of the character and nature of God, uh, of his self-sacrificing nature, his generosity, his loving kindness. Uh, We see that in the person of Jesus, so we got to keep pointing toward him. Amen? So five rules for wrestling an elephant, which is what we'll be doing over the next coming weeks. Rule number one is let's always point to Jesus. Rule number two is don't aim to just be right. Aim to love one another. I think this is really important, especially if we're going to talk about tough topics. The goal is not to just be right. The goal is to love one another. We just read in Colossians chapter two, verse two, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. And over the next few weeks, you're probably going to Here's something that you might not agree with or totally understand, or I'll probably teach something I don't totally agree with. But the idea here is that we don't get angry or argumentative or like, Ugh. we are here to love one another. We're here to love the Lord, right? And I've seen this happen a lot in church life where difference of opinion caused disunity. And let's not let pride take over here. Uh, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 16, reading from Colossians a lot today. It says, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Verse 14 says, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful now love is a binder of people isn't it it binds us together if we if we approach this series or or the these we address these elephants in the room with Jesus as our focus and love as our motive we'll be okay and if we approach a series with opinions or even our emotions as our focus, we might have a tough time, and and, and we don't want that. So we, we, we live in an age where everyone wants to be right and argue and post on Facebook community pages, and that's not necessarily how Jesus asks us to live with one another. We're called to live in harmony, and unity doesn't necessarily mean uniformity. You know, there's going to be some things that that we teach in the coming weeks that have various positions of belief, and that's okay, we can still be united without being forced to be uniform in, in like a niche belief, right? Now, we want to be right. We want to be accurate. We want to be as true to scripture as we can be. This isn't a cop-out to try and just like, ah, oh, you know, we're going to be terrible in our study, and, and but we just got to love each other anyway. No, 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 I'm not saying that. We just need to understand that there are various views on various topics when it comes to theology and things like that, and that's okay. Like, for example, we're going to talk about end times at some point. Now, there are elements of the end times that are very important because your belief in how Scripture explains the end of the world affects how you live today, right? But many details are not worth fighting over or leaving churches over. Oh, the pastor doesn't preach about Israel enough. Or, oh, Simon doesn't talk about end times prophecy enough. Come on, people. Listen, let's keep Jesus at the forefront. and Let's love one another. And let's remember that some Christians have different opinions than you and me, right? Open hand stuff. That's okay. So five rules for wrestling an elephant. Number one is always point to Jesus. Number two is don't aim to be right, aim to love. And the next rule is trust God and learn to live with tension. You know it's okay to live with attention in what you believe God's word says. That now what do I mean by living with attention? I mean by like holding maybe an unresolved belief loosely. That's not a bad thing, you know. It, it actually takes maturity and wisdom to say, like, hey, I, I don't have this one figured out yet. I, I might never have this one figured out, but I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I, I love the song that says, when I trust you, I don't need to understand. You know, there have been countless Christians who have wrestled with God's Word over countless topics, right? And don't think that you're the one who's found the unasked question. Oh, I, I figured it out now. No. Any question that you have about life and faith has been asked before. And I find that comforting because if if many have lived trusting God, even in an area of tension, that tension between my experience and what the Bible says and various opinions, etc., cetera, uh, then... I can trust God too, right? It's okay. I love Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. You've, you, if you've been around church at all, you've heard this verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend upon your own understanding. You know, faith isn't just based upon intellect. It's based upon trust. Trusting God's word and his character, right? So rule number one, always point to Jesus. Rule number two, don't aim to just be right. Aim to love God one another. Rule number three, trust God and learn to live with tension because there's going to be some. Now, rule number four is don't be lazy. Now, if we share about suffering or something, we're going to start with suffering next week, uh, and and you want to discover more about that topic, go for it. Go and do it. Don't just expect to be spoon-fed everything. You know, we, we live in this kind of instant gratification type culture where no one wants to do the little by little journey of study and and discovering things. I love the way, uh, what it says in, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 to 14. It says this, there is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Verse 12, you have been believers so long that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Verse thirteen: For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Verse fourteen: Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Okay, some strong words from the writer of Hebrews, right? Like, hey, grow up, come on. Like, and you know that that word training. You know, training isn't always easy. It takes time. I remember I had a personal trainer once. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> making me run up hills and stuff. Like, come on, nothing worth pursuing costs nothing, right? I, I mean, if you're going to wrestle an elephant, a big topic, you, you need to be ready. You can't come in, ah, oh, this is going to be easy. I'll just, you know, figure this out overnight. No, no, it takes time. Jesus tells this parable in Matthew chapter 13, uh, verse 44 to 46. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Verse 45, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. There's something about the kingdom of heaven and all the treasures therein which makes extravagant action the only proper response. Remember that the verse that we started with in Colossians, it says, in him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Come on, it's worth pursuing Jesus. It's worth digging into his word to find the answers that you're looking for. So five rules for wrestling an elephant. We have rule number one, always point to Jesus. Rule number two, don't aim to be right, aim to love. Come on, that's a big one. Aim to love. Come on. Rule number three, trust God and learn to live with tension. Rule number four, don't be lazy. And then rule number five, don't do it alone or on YouTube. Right? Now, this is a bit more of like me speaking from a pastoral point of view. I've seen so many Christians get lost down the rabbit hole of YouTube and blogs and throwing all sorts of misinformation at them. And all these resources can be really helpful. But in truth, you don't know the person who's spewing out random facts and conspiracies at you uh, on a YouTube video, right? You don't. You don't know their character, the authenticity of their work, um, and and we've talked about discipleship in the past at church, and I've mentioned how we have so much resource, but we don't have the, enough of the right relationships when it comes to maturing in the Lord. And as a Christian, you live in a context. You live with people. <laughs> And your journey of faith is meant to be worked out alongside others. And if your study of something is isolating you, or your doubt or your worry is isolating you, that's a warning sign. You know, it says in Proverbs 18, verse 1, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Come on, if you're going to wrestle an elephant, you need help. In fact, we all need help on this journey of life. Don't do it alone. Don't always think that some random online guy, you know, with his 45-minute video on YouTube knows better than the people who love and care for you, right? And and uh, look, if what I'm listening to and reading to is not producing the fruits of the spirit in my life, love, joy, peace, patience, all these types of things, then maybe I need to put it aside for a moment and make sure I'm not heading in the wrong direction. Just some advice this week as we look to Dive into some hot topics over the coming weeks. So, always point to Jesus. Don't aim to just be right. Aim to love one another. Trust God and learn to live with tension. Don't be lazy and don't do it alone. So, next week we're going to start with our first elephant in the room, and that is suffering and the problem of evil. Okay? And it's going to be an exciting journey together. I hope you can join us each week over these next coming weeks. And This could be a great opportunity to invite someone to church. You know, some of these topics are just better experienced in the room, uh, amongst a community, right? You might have some friends or or family who have really questioned these types of things. Like, for example, look next week, suffering and and the problem of evil. Who hasn't had that question about God? Well, join us in person. There's nothing like it, really. You know, listening to a podcast in a car is. It's a supplement. It's not a substitute, all right? So, hey, have a great week. We hope to see you soon and be blessed.